Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh my goodness! Ugh, How's hungover. everyone feeling? <laughs> Actually, I feel great. I feel great. I feel phenomenal. What am feeling I talking good. about? What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Let's go! Presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can use promo code DMVR whenever you sign up. Gamble along with us throughout the playoffs. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys. People want the funky music on the day after show. <laughs> That's how good of a win it was. Yeah. They're just wanting all the wants stuff. The funky has anybody, music. by the way, let's know, has anybody like downloaded that song? Has I anybody have. just like listened to I it do. as they as you like you're I like, do. you know what? Look at this. I'm gonna go around today. <laughs> um I feel just, like just I, in your car, a Spotify playlist. Yeah, Spotify. What's up next? Oh, it's the funky music. <laughs> I have unironically done this. It's wonderful. Dude, somebody <laughs> sent me a commercial with the funky music the oh, other day. Yeah, nice. I had, that was like a it was so weird, man. I can't even remember what the product was. Um I will say that Vibes. today, this is how my day was. I mean, l- last night was a marathon. Doing the pregame, doing the watch along, doing yes, the post game show. I was exhausted. Um, and driving home, I didn't get home till like two o'clock in the morning or whatever. So this morning, as I'm driving into work, I've got to tell you, man, the sun was so beautiful. The weather was incredible. The nuggets, like the, the feeling that we all have the nuggets is just so high. I was like, it was a total mood, man. It was a total move driving into work today, just being like, how is like everything shining oh, right now? And Eric knows it's scooter season now, so I now scoot to work. Oh, it's done been scooter season. <laughs> well, scooting in Denver with the sun out the day after a Nugs win to go live with the fellas. <laughs> I mean, what a treat. All right, we just gave our vibe. You what a guys, treat. what do you got? I mean, I didn't scooter into work today, but I still feel pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you still threw the hat on backwards. I, I drove into work, yeah. Got a coffee. Feeling good. And D-Line, do you have any your your vibes on our level? I'm just oh. like dead tired from last night. Yeah, dude, I, I, I went a, to bed at like four thirty. Yes, I had a very hard time falling asleep <laughs> last night. Yeah. A very hard time. And when oh, the well, uh, I, I was working, that's why. I was well, I mean, I was yeah, you know, I, mean, I was doing, but also then I could like my I was just like I couldn't fall asleep. Yeah. Like I was my I was just like so hyped up from that game. Uh, and yeah, so I woke up this morning, and normally under those circumstances, I'd be like, oh, hit the alarm eight a.m. I was like. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> you actually got up on the, your first buzz from the alarm instead totally, of hitting the snooze. Totally. I was like. No snooze button after a I'm like, win. I get to awaken into a new, brand new world. What a treat. <laughs> what a treat indeed. You know, this. I like this coat, you know, a little denim. I get an ad on Twitter every every day that's the uh, official jacket that, from The Last of Us. And I'm always thinking that's a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, but you survived during it. Yeah, but I just think it's a funny to be also, like, wear the thing that you wear when society has collapsed. Also, important uh, point here, not zombies, clickers. Yeah. The infected? 
Don't say the Z word. Adam. Also, that show Same already kind of sucks. It's, 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 it's already talk about it? Nope. Oh. Let's go. Uh, today's show will be good despite what you've seen so far. <laughs> we're going to do a little bit of, we're going to start us off with some hangover takes. Kale, can we go to the hangover here? Mm. Let's go to the hangover <laughs> lounge. Oh, God. Look at all of us. Ugh. You guys have no idea how happy I am to be Bradley Cooper. Is you guy? made so the graph. I, I you should have never done it. No, the worst part is that I made that. I should have made myself Bradley you Cooper. <laughs> I am too self-aware, and I immediately you made myself Subconsciously, you knew who the real one was. that Bradley Cooper is the asshole in that film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, all right, I just, we got it right the first time. That's but all I'm saying. good looking. He's also the um, coolest by far. By far the coolest. Um, Wind. I, we're going to get to vote as well, but we didn't get a lot of your takes. Kind of what mm. would, would be your big takeaway from this game? I'm going to call last night a Calvin Booth win. Oh. <laughs> that was a... Wind is... He's having such peppers. a year, man. Five he peppers. Is having such a that year. That was a Calvin Booth playoff win because <laughs> the Nuggets held the Timberwolves to 80 freaking points. Yeah, Unreal. they did. And you know who showed out defensively in that game? God. Contavious Caldwell Pope, Bruce Brown, and Christian Brown. Oh, Three my. guys that the Booth Boys, Calvin Booth gets the credit for bringing on to this team this season. And I mean, like, look, we're all believers in the Calvin Booth vision, the defense, the length, the size, the strength around Jokic. And like last night was what it should look like. Now they're not going to hold every team they play in the playoffs to 80 points. They're probably not going to hold Minnesota to 80 points again this series. But that is the kind of win that Calvin Booth envisioned when he put some of the pieces of this roster together. That's I mean, what we got. This is an incredible take. I mean, this was, you know, Jokic, Murray, Porter all had some great moments as well. But you're right. The guys that stood out the most above expectation were those three guys, I would say. You know, KCP, maybe that was the expectation that he sure. would play this well in the, the playoffs. So maybe he just did his job at an A level. But Bruce, man, that was an above-average game Incredible. from him. And Christian Brown, the question was, how will he adjust to the playoffs when everything gets a little more tight? Excelled. He was better. Christian Brown's first defensive possession, he, like, blocked um, Mike Conley Mike Conley at the rim. That, and, and not even a block, yeah, like a help side blocker, this or that, yeah. just a guarding shadow, stay in front, he shoots, one you on knock one. it backwards. Incredible defense. Yeah. I like it. And then Christian Brown getting into, into it with Kyle Anderson. I mean, I almost, like, rushed the court. <laughs> <It> was, <Yeah. laughs> I, I, I stood up. I was, I I was ready to go. <laughs> I was ready to get in there. Like the mom in the boxing ring that gets the. It out was me and Lisa Brown. I was going to say, you and Lisa. The CBA was in full force last night. Do you like this take, D line? Is, is this a Calvin Booth win? I mean, I think that this was a Calvin Booth win in that it shows what he added, but it was like the it was a Denver Nuggets win. Like yeah. this was yep. what we saw over the last several seasons. This was just a continuation of what we were, were expecting to see the year after the bubble. The Nuggets all came together. Not any one player had to excel, had to be the shining star in the way that Jokic had to be the only guy yep. that played in any of these playoff series for the last two goddamn seasons. Um, everybody sort of shouldered the load when it came in. Like MPJ had his moments. Uh, yep. Jamal Murray had his moments. Bruce Brown, Christian Brown. Every Like really, there was just a the next guy stepping up and filling his role in the way that the hope, you hoped that they would, like in your – Nuggets fever dreams that took place over the last two years. I mean, it was just honestly like I don't know how the rest of the playoffs go. This this game alone just felt like a just a you're welcome from the universe. Like for all those who have suffered and toiled and had to defend and 
think about like why the Nuggets weren't performing to the level that they they were able. It was just like here it, I give to you basketball gods. Thank you. This one delicious win. Uh, enjoy it. Yeah, and I, look, I don't want to take too much away from other guys. And I also think Michael Malone coached a really good game last yeah. night. Yes, he did. I agree. And um, they got great contributions from from other guys up and down the roster. But like when I will look back on game one, it's going to be about the defense. And when, you know, an MO of this team in the past, even in series they've won, is to drop game one, be slow, you know, and... Nuggets are two and six, I think, or were two and six in game ones in the Jokic era. And the biggest reason, the biggest reason they finally get game one and it's a blowout, dude, is is what you said, right? The addition... The additions of uh, of the Booth Boys. So I think you're both right. What can you name them off the top of your head? What the game one wins were? Yeah, it was Utah in the bubble. That's right. And piece, Portland or, yeah. round two in 2019. That w- okay. So that was the first year. Yeah, they, wow. the series they so lost. Series they lost. Seven at home. Okay, there you go. Denver's lost every other game one. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah, they're 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 the Bucks <laughs> do this too. By the way, yeah. it's not. You know, it, it, I was wondering if it might just be a Jokic MO. But the the difference was, I think, that just the one thing they had right out of the gate was this defense. And I think this level of intensity that's newfound for this group. The thing, the hangover, the, take, the idea of the hangover takes is that we, you know, you do the show in the immediate aftermath. You don't, you miss stuff, right? Just because you have to go back and watch some of the tape and, and, and kind of digest again. The thing that I think I personally didn't hit well enough on the winners' lounge last night, this and you just hit it on it now, D line. This was a team win, man. Like yeah. we were having a hard time awarding King of the Game, and we ended yeah. up landing on Jokic. Yeah, but honestly, okay. we went with Jokic, and I—I I mean, look, it could have—I don't think anybody was above anyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, like there was just so many guys, and that really was the story. Jokic set the tone early, which I think is the most important job of a superstar in those moments is like remind everybody that you're the safety net in case things go bad. Like, hey, I got you guys. Let's play a team game, but I got you if we don't. And he did that. But Jamal Murray, the way he played down the stretch was incredible. And I think I thought his passing earlier in the game was much better on rewatch than I gave it credit for. Like he wasn't making his shot early and it was pretty loud him missing. But his passing was great, especially to Michael Porter. I mean, yeah. he had multiple very good passes to Michael Porter. Michael Porter rebounded like a madman. And then, as you mentioned, the Booth boys, they were incredible. This was, I mean, I don't know. It might have been the best team win of the season, and just in terms of everybody contributed to it. And the best quote of the night, in my opinion, was Jamal Murray when asked about the lack of pecking order. Jokic, who volunteered, it was actually to TNT, I, I see now, um, the information that Jamal can be their number one on any given night. And Jamal said, yeah, it's beautiful. We just play basketball. I looked up in the third quarter, and we were all in double digits. And Ant had 14, and then every nugget was like 13, 13, 14, 15. And those were your top scorers. It was a balanced effort, and it's the most beautiful thing about a Jokic team, as fun as those MVPs were, were are that are the ways that his dominance leaves room for others to contribute. Yep. And he was not any less impactful in that first half than any star like maybe Kawhi, I don't know, than any star in their playoff games. I saw some people say it was a weird Jokic game in that he fouled, in that he fouled out maybe. Oh, that is weird. But I, Jokic was very he good. He shot 6-12. But, but it was... Poor, very poor. He dominated the first half when the offense hadn't quite found its footing yet. And then his workload, uh, his work rate distribution shifted dramatically. And he was only about defense in the second half. And he did a great job. That was a really good Jokic game. The beauty of Denver is that for them to win, you don't need Jokic to put up 40, 20, and 10. The funniest is, you know, look, Minnesota's not a good team. Let's not kid ourselves. 
but an 80 defensive rating, number one defensive rating after one game. Every team's played one game. Number one. If Denver puts up a repeat performance or two like this in a shortened series, Denver's odds of being the best defense throughout the playoffs is going to be true. great. It's going to go through the roof, which would be a hilarious uh, thing to happen, no matter, yeah. regardless of competition, you know, whatever. That's a caveat. But that's the defense to me is one of the big things also that stands out is they really were suffocating. And we're going to get to some of the like regression stuff. There is going to be a little bit of that. But honestly, man, Denver just didn't give them the easy stuff. Right. It wasn't easy. There was no point of this game that was easy offensively, I thought, for the Timberwolves. Yeah, 100%. And my other big takeaway from last night is that now we can officially say that everything that happened over the last month of the season didn't matter. Didn't. It was all bullshit. They just weren't trying. They didn't have anything to play for. And um, those of us that were on that side of it were right. Like, that's obviously what it was because they absolutely flipped the switch last night. Yeah, and and what we were saying... You know, the as far as the switch flipping for the Denver Nuggets, it's effort on defense. It's yeah. really like all it, it turns into is they need to move their feet. They need to stay in front of guys. They need to communicate. They need to make uh, switches at the right time. And that's pure effort stuff that all of it. I and mean, we were saying this leading the leading up. I mean, that was another I mean, one of my big takeaways is like, man, we like we we're so right <laughs> about all this. Like, there's so much stuff. There's just so much noise and chatter yeah. in the world. Yeah. And particularly with NBA basketball, there are so many games, and it's impossible to have really close uh, focus on any one team unless you have the one team you're focusing on. And so it's not surprising that the world sort of all checked out on the Denver Nuggets because the Denver Nuggets checked out on the world. Um, but, you know, like, you pay attention and you – are able to see patterns that emerge year after year with how different dominant teams play and how what their motivations are like. I mean, it's just like this was surprising, but it wasn't. I mean, the degree to which it happened was surprising, but the fact that the Nuggets looked good again, not surprising. Well, well also, what did we hear from Michael Malone and the Nuggets all week That's in practice? Just going to say. We're locked in. Our guys are geeked up. We can't wait to play. Like we've been so locked in in all these drills. Our, all our guys are focused. They weren't lying. Like everything they said to us happened. Like they looked like the team that probably they looked like in practice. And Jamal said as much after after the game. He mentioned that week. And I was thinking about this, you know, as you learn the lessons of being very close to a team and wondering if they're really a contender you know, what goes into, like, championship DNA, which we've only seen from afar. And this stuff matters more than I realized. I think my first year covering this team, that kind of week, I probably wouldn't have paid much attention to it. They just need to rest. They just need to get healthy. It's a break in the schedule. It is what it is. But no, right? Denver used that week to dial in. Uh, I think the coaching staff deserves a lot of credit. The players, of course, too. They were prepared for the playoffs. Now, the Wolves are not... The Suns, we get this, but preparedness was maybe last on the list of issues last night. The last big thing yeah. for me that I that I think, and look, this is just game one. I mean, we can't get too high or too low, even in our analysis on it. But one thing I've said for years is Denver goes seven games or six every time, right? And they're grinded out. And I do think that Jokic was exhausted by the round two of the playoffs two years ago when they got swept by the by the Phoenix Suns. Yoke played twenty eight minutes last night. Was that what it was? Twenty eight, I think. Twenty eight minutes. If you can not only just get through the round one in a shortened series, but also have games like this where, like, Yoke wasn't – Yoke's probably not even sore today. 
to be honest with <laughs> no, you. Like, he's probably no. not even sore. So Christ. if you can get through a couple of those, it's so big. I mean, watching LeBron through his whole career when he went to the, the finals every freaking year for an entire decade, that he had two series per Eastern Conference run like this where it was like, okay, oh, yeah, in game three, he only played 27 minutes because they won by 20, and it just saves you, man. It's a, what allows you to go deep into the playoffs healthy and rested. Yeah. Well, the Nuggets have never had a team like this in the playoffs either. Like, this is by far and away the best team Denver has had in the Jokic era. And it could allow them to actually finish the series in less than six games. What a joy that would be. I hope so, man. I I love that the only group to do it in six is the Rivers Faku Nuggets. It's just so funny to me. (laughs) It it is hilarious, man. Um, All right, let's take a break here. On the other side, I want to start getting into some of what do we have up first? Regressions. Yes, we do. Areas of regression in game two. Mm. I got a couple of them. Okay, all right. When you guys get hurt, Backus and Shanker is here to help. Backus and Shanker, they win for Colorado families. Uh, They've been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. And the best thing about Backus and Shanker is you don't pay them any money until they win your case. No upfront fees, no fees while they work on your case. Uh, No fees unless they win your case. So you're only paying them if you're getting money in your case. They've won over $1 billion for their clients, and they've got neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. Backus and Shanker, they help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault, whether that's car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian trucks. They can even help you if you're injured at work. Call them today, 222-2222, to find out if you have a case for free. You can also call them for free. You don't have to pay them any money for that. Backus and Shanker wins. Uh, also, shout out to our friends over at Foco. Foco, if you Foco. don't know, uh, Fort is Collins. a leading. No, actually. Oh, not, not Fort Collins. No, not, not, <laughs> not Fort, Fort Collins. Collins. Good guess, <laughs> you would think. But Foco is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise uh, with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. It's the uh, best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. We got a lot of uh, Foco represented on this very set. Uh, there's we have the Avalanche boys jumping over the boards. We they have uh, the nice thing about Foco is that they make unique collectibles, unique bobbleheads, oh, not yeah. just your your standard. There's also one of Miles uh, floating as a as a balloon <laughs> behind the, yeah. in a parade. They just have like cool stuff, and they also have like a lot of limited edition things that you have to get in on. Uh, like they have a Jokic one from the All Star game. It's just if you are interested in sports collectibles, like things that get cooler and cooler as time goes on, which is something I am interested in, um, it's like they make things that are unique and interesting. Check it out. Definitely. A Foco always has our back for Colorado sports. They have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description. For all non-presale items, use the promo code DNVR for 10% off. That's on all non-presale items. Type in the promo code DNVR, 10% off your purchase from Foco. All right, back here, segment two, <laughs> DNVR Nuggets podcast. So we're going to talk about areas of regression. And I don't know if you guys all know this, but regression can be both positive or negative. Is that true? Yeah, that's how it can be. So regression, these are things that we think will be maybe Not better or worse. And I'm going to start with a better one. As good as Jokic was in this game, he missed a lot of bunnies. I know. He missed a lot of bunnies in this game, especially on rewatch. You watch it, like his first little floater. Is like Do you think thing. that that had anything to do with uh, Orthodox Easter? <laughs> it won't be Orthodox Easter either. Like maybe a little missed motivation from you. Bunnies? Yeah. Dude. Oh, terrible. <laughs> terrible. Come on. 
worst part is how Adam didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hosting a show, man. I'm trying to keep it moving. Yeah. Um, Jokic missed a lot of bunnies, and like he didn't have to really push into offensive. I mean, defensively he was in fifth gear, but offensively he didn't have to really go beyond. I don't know second or third gear. But I do think that maybe that's rust. Maybe that's just the temperature of the game. I think Yoke has more than 13 points in game two, and I think a lot of that just comes from some of the same shots he took in game game one. one. Hard to disagree, and especially if it's a more competitive game, first of all. Again, I really think that if the second half called for it, Jokic would have scored more. Um, a little worried about his wrist just because it's persistent, you know, but I do think there's... <laughs> I mean, it's silly to say otherwise. He's not going to score 13 points again unless he wants to and they're in control. Dude, the funniest to me is, you know, there was all this argument about does Jokic numbers, is he good in the playoffs or bad? And people were like, oh, his numbers are this or that. Like his numbers were sh- terrible yesterday. It's true. In a game they won by 30 and he dominated. Man, he was so good. This like if Denver ends up losing at some point in this playoffs, people are like, he only averaged right. you know, 24 oh, points a game. So and it's like, well, yeah. it's just... Best player with 13 points. So brother, the game was over. That's why you watched the game. And you, if you would watch the game, you would tell that this dude is the best player on the floor every time he steps on it. Well, unfortunately, the game was at uh, like midnight. M- yeah. Was today for most people on the East Coast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it did get over at like one in the morning. How many people we in got uh, the, the greater the Boston morning. area tuned into this one? I would say uh, nobody from Philly tuned in for sure. No Celtics media. It was it, it was uh, Laking Ball and uh, nobody. There's else. no way Laking Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Super chatty. Thank you, Ball. Let us know. Last night. Yes, of course. Did he? <laughs> uh, but I think Jokic. I think Jokic just missed some uncharacteristic shots. I agree. Uh, I would say the same for Michael Porter and Jamal Murray. Now they both finished four of ten and four of nine. Here's the weird thing about both of them: they made the shots at the end, which is when the game went from fifteen to thirty. And so I don't know if you can double count these, but I do think there's something too. Michael Porter missed like four wide open shots to begin the game. I think he went one for five or something like that. And he had a bunch of open ones that would have opened it from 5 to 15 from there. And I just think that's more valuable. Like, yes, slamming the door does something. But if Denver's up 15 points at the end of the first quarter or half like right to start the second quarter, it's different. The pressure just gets turned so much more up on the team that's down. Yeah, I think that's the Porter effect too, right? If you are about to run away with it and he's dialed in and you get a Porter quarter, it's... It feels like an avalanche, right. right? If you're the other team, I would expect him to hit some of those early open shots in game two, especially with the confidence you have. I think part of why you made shots is because you were confident after the first half and got himself built that confidence for himself, right? right? That's the lesson he learned in the regular season. I can't just be about jump shots. If I miss the first four, I change my approach. And he did that right away last night. And by the end of it, just like Jamal, I thought he had kind of shot himself into form. So, what you expect, I think, is for him to be really confident in the first half of mm-hmm. game two. Kyle Anderson was a minus 15 in this game, Jesus. and he shot 5 of 11. Well, it wasn't Rudy Gobert, minus 28. Um, minus 15 for Kyle Anderson, and he only shot 5 of 11. Yet I still have this on the list here as a possible regression. He hit a 3, and he hit like 3 or 4 straight floaters. And again, I think Denver made a tiny adjustment to move Jokic up the court a little bit more. But part of me looks at that and goes, that's one of the areas where they had success, and I don't think it's sustainable. Yeah, I think also we saw, just like you said, we saw an immediate uh, adjustment to it. And then, then it, it went away. It went away. Like They were like, oh, this is something we can exploit. And they're like, well, now you can. And they're like, oh, no. It was really the only <laughs> sense of momentum Minnesota ever had last night. I think it it's like when they took the lead. Stretch. Yeah. 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 So that's one thing I think will regress. And then the one other thing that's sort of a neutral one, 
I thought both teams, but especially Minnesota, but it was also true of Denver. Both teams look winded in this game. I thought both teams were tired. That's probably because they'll be in better shape on Wednesday than they were on Sunday. I know that's a small thing, but also just the adrenaline. Like it's you, the adrenaline. Well, yeah. Minnesota I mean, had just played two games, and the Nuggets haven't played a game in a week. Right, but Minnesota also looked tired, I think, because of that. Definitely. So they'll be a little more rested. But I think even with Denver, there's just something to opening your lungs that much. Uh, that if you don't do it, haven't done it for a week, you know, whatever. And I just think it'll come quickly. I think D-line's right, too, though. I think the adrenaline was a big... Jamal said, I got really tired really quick in that yeah, game. Yeah, he did you say You could tell. That. Yeah, and I think it's... They were so... There they was an emotional, so jacked up. you know, cost to that first half before yeah. they settled in. I mean, it's impossible not to be. That atmosphere. Like, yeah. Game one. Well, Imagine think, if we were podcasting in front of like eighteen thousand people. Yeah, I'd rip my shirt off. Yeah, everybody's so standing up and we usually a podcast. Out. Yeah, usually if there's a bus, we're podcasting in front of ten exquisitely drunk people. <laughs> and I don't get that nervous, but I imagine if we if, the, if you made them more and more. Yeah. One other area for I guess positive re- uh, regression here. Aaron Gordon was in foul trouble in this game and didn't play as many minutes as he typically would. He only played twenty three minutes. Talk about rest. Twenty three minutes. The Nuggets starting lineup played 13.4 minutes and was a plus 14. <laughs> I think you can, in a close game, tack another five minutes together on there, like 17, 18 minutes of those guys, and that just gives you even more con- I mean, one of the ways you should feel confident is Denver won the, their best minutes by a lot, and they won some of their other minutes kind of surprisingly, but you're like, hey, if push comes to shove, you go to your best minutes Correct. more, yeah. and you win those ones even more. So maybe more AG minutes, and maybe that could be a positive thing. Well, I- I think Aaron Gordon foul trouble is kind of the biggest um, red flag for Denver potentially in this series. Agreed. Because they're counting on Aaron Gordon for a lot. He's be- he's the backup center. Like Aaron Gordon is penciled in as the backup center in the Nuggets playoff rotation right now. Um, and Jeff Green played 23 minutes. DeAndre Jordan played six minutes. I think largely because Aaron Gordon was in foul trouble. And when he got in foul trouble was when the Timberwolves went to Carl Towns and Rudy Gobert on the floor at the same time against the Nuggets bench. Right. That's a lot for Aaron Gordon to deal with. So he did get in foul trouble last night. Denver navigated it. I, I will be worried about him getting in foul trouble again if Minnesota sticks with that same rotation. Cat has to be more aggressive. I'm telling you, he settled for so much that let Denver off the hook. Now, maybe Denver wouldn't have fouled in those, but you got to sort of test it. Yeah. I mean, you know how it is. Somebody, a big man, Yoke gets in foul trouble. He has three fouls in the first half or something. You go at the rim. Yeah. He blocks you, he blocks you, or whatever. But it's like you just test him and make it make it iffy. And I just thought Towns didn't do a good job of that. So I wonder if foul trouble will become a storyline throughout the series just by virtue of that's a physical, big physical assignment, and you're at the mercy of the the whistle. Yeah. If I'm the Timberwolves, I'm looking at the fact that Jokic did foul out in oh. a way that didn't actually maybe matter. a self-imposed foul out. It was, but uh, just all the same, where you're looking at like, okay, what? Where can we possibly find a way to have a chance in this series? It is to remove Nikola Jokic. There are opportunities with these big bodies that we can throw at him, that we can send to him. He got some, like a couple, like pretty silly fouls. Um, that again, I mean, obviously, like at the end of the game, is like he was removed himself. But you know, <laughs> <Maybe>. like, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I mean, truly, like that. If I was the Minnesota Timberwolves, I'd be like, all right, we're we are going to throw everything at Jokic. We're going to play down in the block. We're going to do everything we can to try and get uh, silly fouls against him. Once he's out. Then we could actually have our, you know, size work in our favor as opposed to 
up against Jokic, big lumbering Rudy Gobert is not at all an advantage for them. It's an absolute, like, Jokic just runs circles around him. This is where I think game two, there's an, an option to really step on their throat. I mean, as I mentioned, Rudy Gobert minus 28 in this game. He's already the, like, pariah of the locker room. There's a chance for him to be like <laughs> minus fifty through two games. Oh my god! And Minnesota's like, best chance at winning game two is holding out Rudy Gobert. You think? Yeah, I do. I don't. Yo, he, he, Rudy Towns Gobert can't. Like, come on, Rudy Gobert can't move out there, man. He really does. His look back well. is hurt. hurt right now. He he's playing through a back injury, and I mean, I feel like he's looked like a shell of the Rudy Gobert that we know all season, but. He looked bad last night. And offensively, he's like an, he might be a net negative. Right I, I legit believe that their best chance to win game two is not playing Rudy Gobert. But I think you're also right that Jokic then dices Carl oh, Anthony Towns. Uh, to me, yeah, I look at that. If you're and I Minnesota, go, you're trying to just outscore him and get lucky. Well, it's ain't going to happen, I don't think. But let's go to some of the negative regressions yeah. here. Carl Anthony Towns had a terrible game. And I don't. Carl Anthony Towns will have good games in the series. I'm pretty convinced of it. He's a good player. Five of 15 and just one of seven from three. Some of this is self-inflicted, but I'll tell you what. They get two days off or three days off going into Wednesday's game. I suspect he makes, especially early on, I suspect he makes a lot more of his jumpers. He has to. He was horrible. He's horrible. <laughs> he can't be much worse, to he be honest, can't like as a shooter. possibly be worse. He was terrible. Well, he could get in foul trouble. He's prone to do that. I change. think that'll happen in at least one or two games this series, too. Yeah. But I agree that at some point he'll, he'll play well or play better. Like He's very talented. I think we're seeing a lot of... Um, I think appropriate questions about what is he made of? Where is his head at in the playoffs? Does he know what it takes at this stage? And I think those are all good questions about him at this stage in his career, but can he take and make shots? Yeah. And as much as, you know, generally speaking, the nuggets have really separated from the wolves over the years. We have seen towns play well against the nuggets. You know, towns has, he likes this matchup. He cares about this matchup. So I think there are a lot of questions about... That's regular season yoke, though. I said, There's part of it, man. I, agree, I really believe I it. agree with you, because I think there are a lot of good questions about who Playoff Towns is, but the notion of can he take and make more shots than that, yeah. Yeah. Um, another area, this is a weird one. They have less depth than Denver. They really do. Yeah. And they played some guys, more namely Kirsten. McLaughlin last night. I just don't know that he plays that much, man. Like that's not. A, this is not a series for him. And I don't know that they have a guy, but I do think that Noel Anderson Prince, those are the guys that you probably lock in. And Austin Rivers maybe plays some. Like, Austin Rivers isn't going to save them, but McLaughlin. Saved us. Well, you know, maybe he does save them. <laughs> but McLaughlin is like, he's really bad. Yeah. And I just think that you can probably just buy some of those other minutes. So I do think there's a little bit there of they can shorten the rotation to some of the. The McLaughlin minutes were terrible. Like, Denver murdered him for the few minutes he was on the court. I mean, he. Shouldn't be in the rotation. Minnesota's down two key rotation players right, right. now. That's the reality of their situation. Yeah. So, yeah, they are way thinner than yeah. the Nuggets. It would be interesting to see if Nas Reed was around. Like, oh, there is a chance in the series Gobert would get benched. <laughs> a real uh, series. Yeah. <laughs> Might happen even without him. Who knows? Yeah. Do you guys have any other negative regressions for Denver? For, uh, like things that you think maybe ran well, a little hot? Bruce Brown. Not, not that I think he necessarily overperformed, but this, he, sh he shot well. Five of eight, two of four from three, not, a little slightly. Yeah, not that he can't replicate that. I just don't I don't think you can pencil him in for that every game. He'll miss some threes in the playoffs. Some of those really decisive drives that were beautiful in game one, 
they teeter on the line of control. They can yeah. cost you, you know, and in some moments. He was very good, so I'm not trying to, like, turn mm. it into a criticism. Yeah. But I, I would say of the guys who played really well, I view him as most likely to kind of go up and down. I mean, my attitude, probably. What about it? <laughs> I just feel like it could be better. I don't know. Or worse. I don't know. I, I don't, the Nuggets are the Nuggets were so good last night, and they weren't that good. <laughs> yeah. That you know was what I, mean? I was thinking in the first half. The defense was great in the first half. Offensively, they kind of looked like shit. You might not be able to do both, though, man. I do wonder about it. Yeah. It's a lot of energy to play good defense. And Denver was locked in the whole game. I don't think... What was the longest sequence of bad defense Dude, they had? Two the, minutes, maybe? But it was the little Kyle Anderson stretch where he made two floaters. And I'm not even convinced that was bad defense. Like if you I told know. me that they were going like to go to Kyle Anderson. Foot floaters. Yeah, if you if you told me Kyle Anderson gets four straight floaters, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Right. You give him those again. He just happened to make all of them. Yeah. I mean, don't forget the Nuggets, to their credit or to their discredit, have incredibly fresh legs. They have not played <laughs> at all. And they're going up up against this team specifically in Minnesota that has been in an absolute dogfight, yeah, fighting for their lives for the last exact amount of time, one month and one month. Like the the quote that came out that they said that they were felt like they were, you know, in playoff or regular season mode, they need to click in the playoff mode. It was like, what are you talking about? You've been in playoff mode for a month, man. Another this okay. team is so far behind mentally, I think. Like mature maturity I wise. I agree. Another thing I think could regress negatively are the non Jokic minutes, which went well for Denver. They went really well. They went really well for Denver. Now it, it happened in a way that looked kind of sustainable, but because you know what? You had two starters on the court instead of one. I that's the, that's a big takeaway too. And that. switchable four five, which is huge for their defense. Yeah, the foul trouble kind of muddied that, but we got a very big answer in this series right away, which is that Aaron Gordon will be the backup five. And I, I think that's it's great. They can get stops, man. And then you got two starters who, who can score. And I like that look a lot. Having said that, the non-Jokic minutes have been a disaster all season. At some point in this series, do they regress? Probably. It could be game two. The DeAndre Jordan minutes could regress. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> Although he, like, know. dominated in his six minutes. He was a <laughs> plus seven. He had two just monster dunks, I think. Yeah. Um. And look, I told you guys, like, if they need a backup center, they're probably going to DeAndre Jordan in this series. Like, I predicted that. I wasn't surprised when he played yeah. with Aaron Gordon in foul trouble. Um, but I would not rely on him to be a positive. Um, all right, let's take a break. We but he was to, great last night. We got to get to some well. adjustments. He did play very well. We got to get to some of the adjustments that they're going to make. But real quick, I'm going to tell you, number one, hit that like button for us. Help Do us it. grow the show. Do it. It's free. Hit that like button. It's a free way to say thank you. And then also... You know, Wednesday, DNVR Bar, if you're not going, the best place to watch it is the arena. That's number one. But if you're not going to the arena, come to the bar, man. This place was rocking. Even though there was still, like, available, usually there's, like, spots or whatever, it still was, like, people were chanting the whole game. They were, it was oh. just a great vibe in here, man. Loved it. The arena was also an incredible vibe. All right. Yeah. Strong, right. Man. Not, every, not everything well, is an opportunity over, to one-up. We were over here working. Yeah. Maybe you guys great. should go to the arena next yeah, game. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? This, uh, do yeah. What do you guys say? Yeah. We'll go to the arena. Wait, you guys. Uh, yeah, Hang hold on. on. You're right. Good idea. Shit. Vote. Yeah. Good have fun idea, on the watch win. along. <laughs> idiot. Watch along was fun, though. It was fun. This episode of the DNVR Nuggets podcast brought to you by Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's. Grad season is coming up. It's here. Uh, let's face it, all these soon-to-be graduates deserve a celebration that's as epic as they are. If you are hosting a grad party, you need food. Look, every grad party needs food. 
check out Illegal Pete's Catering. I guarantee you, if you or me or, or D-Line were to show up at a uh, grad party and they had Illegal Pete's there. First off, you'd be like, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> Who's a the good youngest point. person you know? It's a good point. <laughs> um, but the second thing uh, that we were talking about is how good the food is. Oh. Like nobody will complain about your food at your grad party if you have Illegal Pete's. Uh, Illegal Pete's delicious ingredients, customizable options. It's the perfect way to treat your guests. I'm going after the show. At you got a grad me. party. Yeah, right down the street. Colfax. Catering.illegalpeats.com. Catering.illegalpeats.com. Book your grad catering ahead of time. Catering.illegalpeats.com. Tons to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook this week. It's NBA playoff time. That means big hoops action. With DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, get in on the excitement of every game. With the touch of a button, new customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet, score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everybody can get in on the no-sweat same-game parlay right now every day during the NBA playoffs. Make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code DNVR. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DNVR. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. SW2 said, vote had a tiny burrito from there last time I saw him. That was not, <laughs> I was not from Illegal Pizza. Illegal Pizza burritos yeah, always, that, that was, always And that large. was a taco. It's just in his hands. It appears to be a burrito. Uh, in, in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Text HOPE and Y to 467369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling or uh, state-specific responsible gambling resources. You can find them all there. I made a height joke about Dev on the timeline the other day. Yeah. Nobody liked it. I know. That's Nobody what was touched it? it. I yeah. don't remember. Just like a little like bar or whatever. Listen, Everyone's fellas. like, I don't know. We all have a role to play. You may make it a vote. Everyone Just, just throw like... it on my tiny shoulders, guys. I can handle it. <laughs> Everyone has their role to play. Listen. Facts I, be damned. Thank God for Tom Cruise. Just in general. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. This is why the flower shirt thing yeah, is trying yeah. to be Tom Cruise, That's this hero. So uh, true. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow. Did so much about vote just snap into focus. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have a booster seat? The aviators. Oh my the gosh. hair. <laughs> All right, here. Segment three. Let's talk about some adjustments here. I got a handful of them that I expect. Number one, let's start with the big one. They single covered Yoke all game. Yoke didn't necessarily go off, but the Nuggets did. Well, this was the master game plan given to the Timberwolves by... Former Nuggets assistants Chris Finch and Mike Inori. There's and no way they were former <laughs> former Jokic teammate Austin Rivers. This is the master plan that Carl Towns didn't want to give away at shoot around to you. Uh, we definitely saw what what that game no, plan I, was. I love the Saving idea it for game two. I love the idea of Tim Conley and Finch and Nori and Austin all coming in and being like, "Hey, Rudy, we think you should just guard him one on one." And Rudy's like. What? Like, you, guys, you guys seen me do that before? I this is a horrible plan. Brother, I'm 37. Yeah. Brother, I want to go home. Yeah. I don't know if they'll mix it up. Honestly, part of me goes, <laughs> if you start to hard double, this team, the th here's the thing about hard doubling. You need two things. Lots of length 
and really smart players because you have to be on a string. You have to have like this um, the timing down. That's why Draymond's so good. It's not like he just knows the timing and speed of everything has to happen. They don't have that, man. They double Yoke. I just feel like Yoke's going to have 20 assists. Totally, man. And like this is just what separates Nikola Jokic from other bigs. You watch the 76ers player, you watch another team, you know, with a center who scores a lot and they're throwing double teams out in the whole game. Like, you know why? Because those guys can't pass out of double teams like Nikola Jokic can. Right. If you double him, the Nuggets are probably just going to get a three out of it instead of like him scoring a two. That, that's, the, <laughs> that's the truth of it. I, I remember, um, not to go, I did see a Sixers fan trying to figure out like, uh, actually, no, it was Jabari Smith Jr. of the Houston Rockets who was pointing out that Embiid is, of course, the MVP because he gets doubled everywhere on the floor. Yeah, right, 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 right. Everywhere right. on the floor. They don't do that to Jokic. Brother. You can't do that. To <laughs> so that's true. the difference. That is the difference. Is it possible that the grand plan was to confuse Denver by allowing them to win the first game in the series? This is a good theory. <laughs> well, yeah. no, honestly, there's some merit to this. Here's one. No, no, no. Oh, no. I was joking. No, I know, of course. <laughs> but I'm saying there's some merit to this one thing. I did feel like Minnesota put out a bunch of different things. Like not that they punted on the game, although they might have punted on it, and that they tried a bunch of things because even the Kyle Anderson stuff. Like here's one I have on here: more pick and roll for Ant, especially when there's only one big on the court. Because when Ant started going off, a lot of that was in pick and roll, getting to the elbow, which is his favorite spot, and elevating. And that's a tough cover for anybody. And they did it, and then went away from it. Like it worked, and then they just stopped doing it. And I felt like a little bit of a. I, that's why I say there might have been a little game plan to be like, we're going to do this, 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 and this, and take our inventory. Yeah, totally. And um, a, another takeaway I had from Minnesota kind of on that point is they just don't know how to play together as a team. <laughs> and that's not a surprise considering they haven't had their actual team all season and still don't even have it now with Jade yep. McDaniels out and Nas Reed out. And the Nuggets... This is what I said was one of the underlying factors why they were getting so underrated heading into the playoffs. They are a team, and they know yeah. how to play with one another. And that starting lineup is so good together, and there's so much chemistry together. And um, that's an example of, like, this is working for Minnesota. Oh, let's just, like, go to a, uh, you know, Mike Conley drive. Right. Let's, let's, go, let's go away from Anthony Edwards. Yeah. So a little bit more of that pick and roll. I think on the other end, I think we you can actually see a little bit more pick and roll for Jamal Murray, especially when Gobert is the only big on the court or Towns. Both of them pretty terrible at this. But I just felt like Denver, again, didn't have to go to anything. Yeah, Denver didn't have to go to the optimized options because they were scoring on the non-optimized options. But I do think that's one that was, especially when Murray started to hit his shots, I just was thinking these pick and rolls, man, are going to be like easy money for him. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. I think if he can drag either of those guys out to space. Jamal Murray had him. such a classic Jamal Murray game last night, I thought. He was bad in the first half, and he even talked about post-game, like you mentioned earlier, Vote, like he was too hyped up. He got tired. Like he was too he, he was too buzzed at the beginning of the game just with the emotion in his first playoff game coming back and the crowd and everything. And he just needed one shot to go in in that second half. And it calmed him all the way down. And then he had a great second half. You know what I liked about it, too? He was getting to the rim, and those nifty finishes were back, which was a big part of the bubble. The shot making was huge. But a guy who I think notoriously throughout his career, compared to the other elite guards, has struggled to turn corners, was able to do that in that bubble run. We didn't see it down the stretch of this season. Looked pretty tired. By the end of game one, 
He was turning the corner. He was finishing up and under and around the centers. And that was, in addition to him laughing, barking, smiling, and, and just enjoying himself out there, that to me is a sign of, yeah, I think they should go to Jamal a lot in game two. Yeah. Do you guys have any other adjustments that you think that you could see here? Uh, one I one I could think of is they maybe you try to go to go bear against the other lineups. Not they went with both and then they would go with Towns, but maybe you try to go bear against Gordon and Jeff Green. I mean, you're not as worried about those guys shooting specifically, so he probably isn't going to be extended out on the perimeter as much, which you fear. And look, Towns, as good as he is, he didn't take advantage of those opportunities in this no. last game. So maybe you go to Gobert and just tell him to go rebound. Gobert can at least rebound over Jeff Green and Aaron Gordon. Right. Yeah, I mean, we talked about last night, like one adjustment for Denver might be to use DeAndre Jordan more as just like a big body against uh, the two Twin Towers, especially if they want to play them against the bench like they did last night. They uh, won, except for Denver won the minutes. They did, the it, but it, but it also got AG in foul trouble. I mean, it's yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, it's 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 it obviously nothing ended up being impactful uh, one way or the other. But like the one thing that I can look at is that. <laughs> The Nuggets did have a couple key players get in foul trouble. Yeah. So um, I will say that I think this game, I mean, look, I, I'll ask this first. Has your opinion about the series changed at all? No. No. It changed for me in that it's like, like I think it's much easier looking now than I, th I was. Right. I mean, I was nervous about it. And now I, I don't feel nervous. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, all the length they can throw at Nikola Jokic. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't matter. All, all the length. This team just says this yeah. team is what people worried Denver was going to be. Like, you didn't play defense all year. Can you turn it on or whatever? And Denver can because they did play defense in pockets when it mattered. Right. And they, of course, won games. And with Minnesota, man, I'm just telling you, they're not on a string. They don't communicate well. No, There's, they're not Kyle, a team. Jokic had, yeah, they're not a team. Jokic had a post up on Kyle Anderson where he just like walked to the basket and then laid it up. And Towns was clearly supposed to help over. He was like shading him to Towns and he didn't. And you could just see Kyle Anderson be like, Bro, what the hell? Do you think I'm going to stop him without your help? Like, yeah. you're, supposed to, you're supposed to help there. The Wolves are still asking questions of themselves that the Nuggets answered like two teams ago. Right, yeah. It's right. So no. Two iterations of yeah. themselves. That's such a good way to put it, man. Um, so the one thing I was going to say is I do think game two is important. Every game has its own personality. I think Denver has an opportunity. If you repeat the performance you had, I think a sweep becomes more likely than six. If you go up 2-0, but two, both of them are that way, I think it's more likely that that team in Game Three, meaning Minnesota, in Game Three yes. falls apart, dude, rather than they like storm back. They are they are ripe to so implode ripe. at this moment. Like they, if they have another performance like that, that team is done. They're done. They're done. They 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 showed no. I mean, you're also talking about a team that literally was fighting itself. Also, you're talking about a guy, yeah, a guy in Gobert <laughs> who I was just sitting here thinking, has Denver ever broken a team's will? And I think the two you would say are the Clippers and the Jazz in the bubble. Like at the end of that, especially the Clippers, at the end of that yeah, series, not the, really the Jazz. The Jazz kept battling, yeah. but nonetheless, Gobert was part of a 3 1 blown series. And I just do think there's something too. If you go up 2 0 with all the tension they have, this or that, even Gobert will be like, God dude, dude, and, and his, this again? I'm getting he, clowned again. Back hurts, and the game plan is to single cover Yoke. He yeah. wants to go home. <laughs> he wants to go he home. He wants to go home. So, Denver, I hope they come out <laughs> defensively and set the tone the same way they did because I just think it's ripe for a pack it up, you guys. Do you remember when Jordan Poole had the best two games of his life against the Nuggets in game one and game two last <clears throat> yeah, year? Yeah, thanks for asking. How defeated we were. Yeah. Yes. 
But and, hey, but Denver is more way more resilient than I think this Minnesota right. team. Right. Denver and, kept battling that series because Nico Jokic isn't going to just like sit down and go home. Um but not everybody is Nico Jokic. <laughs> Towns will sit down and go home. Towns definitively. That's what not. I was getting at. All right. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. On the other side, I want to go around the association. Oh, real quick. oh let's go, go dude. Just get the Celtics one, though. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR. I hope you had some Breck brews right next to you on the couch if you were watching uh, Nuggets, Timberwolves last night in game one. Make sure to pick up some Mile High City Golden Ale from Breckenridge Brewery. It's got that Nuggets logo on it. It's in that Nuggets box. So beautiful. The uh, Mile High City Golden Ale from Breckenridge Brewery. If you don't know where to get Breck Brew, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator. That's on their website, breckbrew.com. That will tell you where you can get Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, closest to you, Breck Brew, the official beer of DNVR. <laughs> Sorry for uh, Adam was showing me a bird. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> uh, we're good. All right. Back here, <laughs> final segment. Let's oh, go. by the way, I was also asked to specifically to clown um, Kyle Anderson for a single cardinal tattoo on the back of his arm that was called one of the worst tattoos that person's ever seen. I know Adam probably a fan, but I, I just need, felt like if it was a what do we Lewis think Cardinals the meaning one? is behind that? But it, well, it's not. It's a realistic cardinal. I think it's a realistic cardinal. Do you think that maybe as a small boy, uh, a cardinal was maybe, his only friend? Maybe just come a to the, birdman. There is a the, people say that <laughs> of a birder. people say of a cardinal that if you see one, it's sure. a, a dead relative. Sure. Like the, First off, angel also, just to be clear, people don't morbid. say that. Yeah. No, no, it's encouraging. That. It's like, yeah, well, in your mind, <laughs> I'm just saying, I think like, it's creepy. You're like, oh, it's grandpa. <laughs> I listen, I, these, yeah, yeah. these are not my thoughts. I was asked. We to, have no to, Cardinals <laughs> in Colorado, by the way. Um, all right. So let's go around the association real quickly here. 76ers dominated the Nets. The Nets just aren't very good. I don't. This is one of the most boring series. I think this is a four game series, maybe a five. The 76ers should be ashamed if this series goes five. Yeah, this they is, are this such is, a mismatch. I don't this think is full sweep. I think the Nets even did successfully briefly fluster Embiid with their approach. Yeah. And then Philly was like, all right, we know what to do. Mikhail Bridges was the best version of himself I could ever imagine him being. He was so good. He's, good yeah, he's a great piece yeah. of And they got smashed. Really. Some 76ers are solid. Uh, Celtics dominated the Hawks. This one is even a sadder series. Both of these series should go should just go three or four games. There should be a surrender option. In the, playoffs. <laughs> the real takeaway from surrendering at black from Celtics Hawks game one is how did a Trey Young Hawks team ever beat Philly in the playoffs? It's the wildest thing. I'll, I'll tell you my real takeaway from round one of the playoffs. The whole round. All you who sat there all season and told me the Eastern Conference was better than the Western Conference, <laughs> this is your real you're agenda. full of shit. <laughs> you're wrong. The Western Conference is still better. The Just watch the playoffs and see. The Knicks beat the Cavs in what I thought was a good game and a very interesting game. Donovan Mitchell went for 38 points, but couldn't get it done. I got to be honest, man. I like this Cavs team. They're one of, they might be my favorite team of the East to watch. I, I feel that way, too. And them losing to me to a Knicks team that I'm just like, I just yeah. kind of just naturally hate the Knicks. For I some wish reason. I had more thoughts on this. This was my uh, nap time. I, I slept there, through that it, game. Well, you wrong. know what I did was that I bet on the Cavs when they were down 10, and then I cashed up when they went up two, and then I bet on the Knicks. That's my big takeaway really? from that, work, man. that series. Wow, yeah. You really were working out We're there. not going to spend too much time Jimmy on the Jimmy John's on me. The, oh, game, the game of the weekend, No chips, though. though. Can't do chips. The game no of the drinks. weekend was the Kings beating the Warriors. Now, guys, I got to tell you something. 
I want the Warriors to win because I want the Nuggets to be the team that beats the Warriors. Like that's just I I know it's a weird thing to say, but ah, watching that game, man, how could you not love this Kings team? How could you not? You see it, the Nuggets in them. There they are. Nobody's counting on them. And the Warriors played an A game. Yeah, they did. The Warriors played great, and the Kings were just ready for that moment. Somehow, guys that have never been in that spot before, De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, were ready for it. Yeah. I think playoff experience is pretty overrated in the first round. When you get deeper in the playoffs, yeah, you need guys this. who have been there before. But the first round, man, the crowds are hyped. Like, that Kings crowd was incredible. So I bet Sacramento players were like, "Like, wow, this is pretty. This is pretty cool. Yeah, this, this, this is fun to play in in front of." But um, I feel like you can just ride that momentum even if you don't have playoff experience in the first round. Well, and DeAndre Fo- or De- uh, De'Aaron yeah. Fox showed why he is the likely recipient of the inaugural Jerry West watch. He was, dude, he was so freaking. He was so the, Jerry West. We should call it the inaugural, like, I'm him trophy. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. I, Fox is probably going to win that thing, right? Did they announce it? He's, he was so good. And he wasn't scared, and it was a good Steph game. And I, obviously, the Warriors are still right in that series. Yes. Oh, but, yeah, dude. They were. They were but for, Sac- for Sacramento right away to get a taste of like, oh, here comes the Warriors avalanche. What do you got? And then to realize, oh, we have a good answer. We've got we have De'Aaron the beam. Yeah, that's yeah. they're they're look. They have a lot of playoff lessons to learn, probably themselves, as any team does in that situation. But their baseline confidence coming out of that particular game, I think, should be really high. I want the Nuggets to beat the Warriors just because I think it's cool. But there is something that's also very cool about the NBA having to suffer through a Kings Nuggets conference finals. I would just love it so much. They would just spend the whole time talking about LeBron. I, I hope so, man. That would be the ultimate eat your vegetable series. They and would. I just, it would be, and it would be know it. incredible basketball. That's the thing is, it would be like great, beautiful games, and they'd be like, um, <laughs> it's like can Rui Hachimura be resigned? All right, let's get to another Western Conference <laughs> one here, which is Lakers Grizzlies. Um, Lakers look so bad in that play in, and so good in this one. Anthony Davis is legitimately good when he's healthy. And he got hurt somehow in this game, then came back in it. Oh but God, they looked crazy. phenomenally. And oh then Austin God. Reeves and Rui Hachimura, you want to know how they're going to perform. Those two guys were like unbelievable as well. On the flip side, the Grizzlies, man, best home record in the NBA this season. Lose game one at home. Yeah, that's not great. That is a psychological <laughs> blow. And they lost John Morant, likely. And John Moran lose John Moran. I mean, that was that was the death toll for them. Like they were, you know, those two teams were going back and forth. And yes, the gamer that is Austin Reeves came to play. Um, It's funny, like the Minnesota and Lakers looked atrocious in that playoff game, and Minnesota kept it going. (laughs) But the Lakers—it's actually actually an important (laughs) detail to remember that they barely beat this Minnesota team. They (laughs) barely beat this Minnesota team. I'm still a massive non-believer in this Lakers squad, and Anthony Davis acting like he's dying after every—he's get. It's been at any point is so exhausting. Did you see the meme somebody sent me of Austin Reeves yes. doing the thing? <laughs> and then LeBron. I and can't then move Anthony my Davis. Come on. <laughs> he can't move his arm. I can't He's move like my arm. Pretty funny. Exactly the same. Dude, way. Like, I need too. a I need an Enos Cantor uh, shot on the oh. trading table from Anthony Davis. Whatever freaking Whatever I need that. I need that. AD. We really haven't. Re- I mean, we thought about it a lot. We talked a lot about about it a lot. That. Stru- that run from Enos Cantor is 
all time <laughs> biggest clown behavior in the NBA vault. That uh, NBA refs take a freaking look at this. <laughs> look at this Anything thing. freaking Dude, takes. My, my, my uh, basketball <laughs> friends texting me the free throw line clip being like, this is pretty dirty from Jokic, bro. <laughs> I'm like, you're all blocked. Just you're all, you're all you're like being, yeah. being boxed By out? Way, I should <laughs> circle back on that. See what their takes on Enos Cantor yeah, Freedom This is the funniest part of all of no, this. No, first off, uh, Freedom Cantor. Oh, yeah, Excuse freedom me. Cantor. Yeah. No, Enos Freedom. Uh, oh, Enos Freedom. Dang it, we got it all wrong. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Uh, America. Guys, in the shocker of the weekend, the Heat beat the Bucks in part because Giannis went out, although I will say Giannis was down. They were down before Giannis went out. Let's get to the Giannis piece of this in a second. This is going to... I like Giannis, guys. This is going to sound a little sacrilegious, and it shows you how crazy narrative swings are. If you go through the Bucks' playoff history in the Giannis era, all disappointment, except for that one time, it really is. Like, they are a team that looks one way in the regular season Got and then becomes spicy. a little country. I'm not. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, when I watched the first half of that game where Giannis was playing, I'm watching them going, how do these guys ever score? You know, like, this, like this. That, that part I do think sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They just look so clunky and so like they can't do it. And then the defense, you know, Bam was Brooke Lopez, the best defensive center in all the NBA, just getting cooked by Bam freaking out of, out of bio. Right. I don't know. And now Giannis is out, so who knows what the? I don't think we've heard an update on, on yeah, the, Giannis. The it's been very quiet. The X-ray, I think, was clear. Dude, they're gonna. He'll be back. Yeah. He nonetheless. That's a an injury is worse. Career. He's worse than he was because of this injury. Whether yes. it's a little tiny bit or a medium amount or a lot. Um, I just look at that and I go, I, I don't know. I'm just skeptical of the Bucks. Let's just put it that way. I hate to say this, but Celtics suck going up. Yeah. Ooh. Don't maybe take it back even. What's that? Maybe don't say it. Uh, take it back. Okay, even. I just won't say it. <laughs> yeah. But, this is how I feel. Should we have a whole segment on whether they should ban the charge? That seems to be the <laughs> yeah, that's topic du jour topic. In, uh, in the NBA it's today. So Quick one word answer. When do you go? Uh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Should I write an article about it? Yes. <laughs> uh, Tyler Hero also went out. So you talk about a series where two key players go down. That's just insane. And then lastly, of course, the Clippers and the Suns played a game, you guys. They did? Yeah. Uh, the Phoenix Suns had not lost with Kevin Durant. Um, they're the best team in the NBA. They beat the uh, Clippers. They DNVR. They uh, beat the Nuggets <laughs> twice, handedly. They did beat the <laughs> Nuggets <laughs> twice. Man, enough. dominated them. <laughs> yeah. DeAndre Jordan, no answer for Kevin Durant. Um, anyway, they get into a playoffs, and now Kevin Durant has lost seven straight playoff games. And more to the point, if you just didn't tell, if it was somebody's first playoff game and you said, who's the best player on the court? Kawhi Leonard, not Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant kind of came in the first quarter. He didn't have any points. You see that? Dude, you are. You're like, you're playing with it's fire spice. today. No, you're playing some peppers. I like that five pepper take on the basketball <laughs> gods watching or something. Probably not. I'm Fuck a, it. I'm, 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 <laughs> it's an off day for Here's them. the thing. I actually believe this. I've told you guys this where I'm like, the Suns have four good players. They have four good players. And that was very loud in this series, man. Like, or in that game. Something about Kevin Durant and like a great thing about him. And we saw this in the regular season after he got to Phoenix is that he can just fit in to any group of guys. He can play with other stars and get his and not step on anybody's toes. But you saw in like that game compared to Nuggets Timberwolves, how much different like Kevin Durant and Nikola Jokic's like um, dominance over an entire game is like Kevin Durant just kind of plays a part in, in Phoenix's attack. You know, Nikola Jokic is the entire hub of everything the Nuggets do. 
And I wonder if like Phoenix can evolve to where Durant's the hub of everything they do, or if he's just kind of an ancillary piece. I think they need to, and because I maybe it's too early to say this. Speaking of playing with fire, one one game in, definitely not. No, no, no. no, no. (laughs) Well, you'll see. Chris Paul. No team has ever come back from a zero-one deficit (laughs) in NBA history. As as far as like, if Prime is over here and Wash is over here, Chris Paul's on the left side. I would say. And there is maybe something to that sort of well-oiled machine team that they had. How long could they have kept that up with Chris Paul kind of aging? And maybe their best bet is to lean into, like, give the ball to Kevin. Dude, you know, They have a lot of pressure, man. Yeah. I, I, my takeaway from watching that game was like, and watching the Philly game was like, uh, how much better is <laughs> Kevin Durant than Mikel Bridges? <laughs> You thought I was spicy. I'm serious, man. Like, especially in Brooklyn. Like, he, uh, and, and particularly. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. But a not only Kevin so Durant he, played, he's better than Mikael Bridges. My take is how was Mikael Bridges not better in Phoenix? Yeah. Because he was playing a role. Like, the thing is, is that, like, so you have, you just get a younger version of, of Kevin Durant, or you get an older version of Mikael Bridges and Kevin More Durant. Injury but then prone. you lose Kevin. Yeah, Mikael Bridges Cam, plays 82 games, I heard. But then you lose all of your depth to get it. Like, worst defense. I mean, it, it it was crazy. It was like a crazy thing to see. I mean, you know, like in in their um, in their sadness, that like Suns fans were all saying, like, "Dude, Mikael Bridges is a top ten player in the NBA. Like, what did we do? He's a really, really. I mean, he's just an A plus plus role player. And Kevin Durant is also obviously a superstar, but their their depth is just so thin, man. There will be a game where Kevin Durant plays yeah, really well. For I don't sure. I don't want to upset the basketball gods. We should we should cool it. I don't know. Yeah, this is, hate this a is called uh, no. This let's, isn't hate. This is honest cool analysis it. about the Phoenix Suns. I'm just saying, I that team is really really thin. I agree with that. And the need for him to do like Michael Jordan esque things is he kind of has to do it every night for them. I mean that. And he's such a great player, but some nights he's not that. I and last night was one of them. And by the way, Kawhi Leonard is a guy. Man, I was listening to the Simmons pod, and he had a great take about this, where he just went through the history of Kawhi versus KD, and those guys have just not matched up very often because of injuries, like random things. And he's like talking about, but even in the regular season and in the few playoff games they have played, he's actually been a great matchup, maybe the toughest matchup for Kevin Durant to solve. And maybe this is the first time we actually see like the two apex predators it's a great meet each point. other. It's a great point. My, I only honestly think Phoenix's sort of journey in these playoffs is figuring out like what levers to pull and when. And I don't just, know if they have the talent though, man. Is my point again? I could be wrong. I'm. We're just talking. Yeah, yeah. They've yeah, got yeah. four guys. I, I listen. I think these are all great points. My point is simply at some point Kevin Durant will look better than he did in Game One. Yeah. And he looked, but he looked pretty good. I mean, you, there were Jock just Landau's big not a guy. swatches of time where he wasn't. That, that's what he is. Was, sure. If you want to go through regression, Tory Craig nine of twelve from the field. Well, yeah, regression in a loss. Yeah. So no, he had a great game. And hey, they, he's shooting forty percent from three. This uh, year. The in the you know the the kerfuffle and the scuttlebutt around Suns Nation was that uh, he got the start and everybody was over Josh Okogie and they were. Question about it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this: How many points, bench points, did the Suns have in this game? Well, they're missing campaign. How many? How many Suns? <laughs> yeah. How many points total did they have in this game? They played, I don't know, seventy minutes or so. I don't know. Fifteen. Ten. Wow. They had four points from Shamit, four points from Jock Landale, and He's four, a guy. and two points from Bismack Biombo. That's it. 
Damn. That's it. I mean, that's this a what pretty I'm saying about this team is uh, again. I'm just <laughs> wait. Saying, those are really the three guys off the Suns bench. Those are the three guys that Jeez, scored. You bro, got a, a Kogi played seven minutes, had zero points. He was a minus ten in seven minutes. I'm just saying that Suns team is really thin. Yeah. And look, why do we buy them? Because the talent, you know, the top end talent, sure. but also because of that eight no record when they didn't play teams that were trying. Man. I would hate to just have a bench that I can't rely upon. I that, would, that, Boy, would that would really rough, suck. That I don't know what that's rough. like at all. I got to say, there is something to the Suns where I, there's a healthy amount of fear and respect of that team for me. There has there, to be. There's also, like, having followed this Denver era very closely, I'm like, Torrey Craig's starting, huh? Yeah. Torrey Craig's this in your all, starting lineup? This is all I'm saying. You know what this Nuggets team reminds me of? A little bit of Denver in years past. Now, they yeah. at least have Devin Booker. They have an actual legitimate number two running with them. But just in terms of like the names I'm reading you, you were like, oh wait, they, they need Landale to play? They need Shannon yeah, to score? Yeah, that's not a good sign. Yeah, exactly. They're compromised, and that's my only point. So anyway, my point is to go through all of these to say, I think this was a great first weekend for the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I agree. It's just one game. There's a lot. We can't swing too wildly. But I look at this and I just go, I'm less worried of the Suns than I was a week ago. The Lakers somehow passed, like, being there. So maybe you get a Lakers-Kings, Lakers-Warriors second round. Okay. The Nuggets can beat these teams. That's just my own point is I'm looking at this going, I wanted to see Denver look like the best team in the West. Yeah. They did. And all the other teams that were challengers, minus maybe the Lakers, did not look as impressive. And I just look at that and I go, Clippers look oh. good. Yeah. The Clippers did look good. And... I mean that, but the Nuggets haven't beaten. The and the Warriors like look great. Also, the, the Warriors lost, the, uh, but they they lost because uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins came in the first game he's played in five months or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. and looked, the, the looked, last shot he looked great, but the last shot was in his hands. They were a one uh, Andrew Wiggins three away from winning that game against the most Herculean effort I've seen from a. a Team they, that did, was they, did look, they did look really, really good. They I really mean, look good. And, you know, like in Andrew Wiggins showed us last year, he's a guy you can count on in those big situations, but that was maybe a little bit too much too quickly. Like you probably want Steph or Clay taking that shot. I just feel really confident in the Nuggets right now, more so than I think I have at any point in the playoffs before. I, I do think the Nuggets, they earned the respect we're giving them from that game. They also had the wonderful benefit of playing that Timberwolves team. Of course, it's of just, course. Just, you know, At that is, moment, It too. is game one. It is game one. But I would agree with you that the take of after one game, did that go well for But Denver? I'm impressed with the 76ers and the Celtics for beating down those teams because yeah. it's like, how yeah. are you going to come out and do it? And they came out and hammered them. Denver came out and hammered them. You get credit for it. All right, hit the outro music. But let's get some super chats in here. People are super chatting. Oh, on the realest of the real. Jacob Prum, I love the idea of calling KCP, BB, and CB the Booth Boys. I love <laughs> the idea of calling Peyton, Christian, and, Ish and uh, the Ismael youth. the Booth Youth. <laughs> oh, man, we got the Booth Boys and the Booth Youth. Dude, I'm we used to have, we used to, our, our core used to have a young core. And now our Booth Boys have a like Booth Youth? The Booth Truth. <laughs> Wait, we have to remember who credit this. Jacob Crum. Jacob that's great. Because that's, booth that's canon now. As yeah, far the as booth youth. That's it. it, Jacob. You're a part of the show. <laughs> the booth boys and the booth youth. <laughs> Tommy Pansy, Jesus. first time super chatting Let's from go. Grand Rapids, checking in Hell on my yeah. favorite basketball team's NBA affiliate. All Nuggets are good. Sorry, Long you had to suffer through Let's a rough go. season Let's in Grand go. Rapids, Let's Tommy. Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but thank you. Big P-Watt guy. Uh, Connor Paseca feels pretty bad about uh, the height jokes. This is all for vote. He says, small size, big heart. Oh, man. Yeah, I so wish true. that was... It's still only half true. 
Yeah, he does. Yeah, my he heart's is. small size. <laughs> my heart's his heart. He's not. He does yeah. not have a big heart. <laughs> yeah, find a different job. I think Nico Perez. Nothing brings a smile to my face more than Joker reminding the world of his one of a kind skill set. Listening to the media in awe was hilarious. So true. So great, man. So yeah. great. You know what the best? Um, the best thing about watching a Nuggets playoff game live, um, and this is also true in regular season games, it's the audible gasp of a crowd when Nikola Jokic unleashes a pass that nobody yep. saw coming. Yeah. There's nothing like it. <laughs> There's absolutely nothing like it. I don't know if another player, maybe other than a Steph, can get that kind of gasp yeah. from a crowd. Or like that, what was the reaction like on that crazy spin move? It was just like this, <gasps> it was an audible <laughs> gasp. Yoke, man. It's the coolest Sound you know what I you know what I welcomed back in with open arms last night was giggling at things that Jokic does. Like yeah. Jokic doing something and just giggling, having no other reaction but just to throw your head back and laugh. Like oh yoke. Oh yoke. <laughs> Vibes are up. Spring is here. The sun is out. Uh, the birds are chirping. Scooters the, are out. the finches have molted. Not the Chris finches. Not the Chris Finches. No, they might be ready, honestly, for they might be ready for their migration. Everybody, we enjoyed hanging with you. You know the best hangovers? DMVR the hair of the hangovers, dog, man. Hair of the dog. That's what this dog. is. Today. This was some hair of the dog. Um, all right, we'll be back again. We might do a little check in tomorrow in some capacity. We'll find out. Obviously, we'll be back Wednesday. And if you haven't made it to the DMVR bar, I'm telling you, Wednesday come here. It's going to be great. Yes, it's going to be a really good time. I get, dude. Wednesday's going to be popping, mm -hmm. popping. We'll see you guys then. Hit that like button on the way out.